Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Glad to see everyone here today. It's good to share this time of, of worship and fellowship uh, together as God's people, and we welcome everyone and hope that uh, you'll be very blessed today. Uh, we welcome our guests especially. You're very important to us. We're glad that you're here and hope you'll feel very much part of our family as we worship God together. Let me remind everyone of our uh, attendance sheets that are on the uh, end of each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take that and fill it out so we could have a record of your attendance with us this morning and, uh, and then pass it down the row so others can do that as well. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter, please put your email um, address on there and we'll be sure to put you on the list. That's a great way to keep up with the activities here at Community Baptist Church. Speaking of those activities, I have a few that I'd like to announce today. Uh, next Sunday, our youth and our children will be uh, having a, a swimming party, a swim outing uh, to the Crafton's house, and that will be right after church on Sunday. Is that right? And uh, so bring your youth, bring your children, and, uh, and this will be a wonderful time, a great time of, of sharing together, and, and we'll go out to the Crafton's house and have a great time. Also, uh, we are going to be having that baseball outing to St. Louis on August the 16th. And I think that there are some extra tickets. I think Chris bought uh, tickets last week, but I think there are some, still some extra tickets. So if you'd like to go, please see Chris. Is that right, Chris? He's talking. Is that right? You got extra tickets? Okay. So, so see Chris if you'd like to go there. And also there will be a potluck lunch on August the 3rd uh, in about two weeks, so we hope you can come and be here for that. Did you have something, Mark? No, Mark doesn't have anything. So let's uh, save it till next week. So let's, uh, let's stand and let's greet each other in the name of the Lord. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Hello.
Sometimes slowly, tediously, but always hopefully. When we anxiously look at the sky this week, we have been reminded that a sudden storm can wipe the things of the earth off the firm foundations. We wonder what we would do if we had to rebuild from the ground up. Would we have the energy? Would we have the spirit? Would we have the vision? Would our feet rest on solid rock, love, and grace, and hope? You are our God, our rock, and our salvation. Make us co-creators with you, so we may may become more than we once were. Amen. The scripture this morning is Romans 8, 12 to 25. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, and you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. I consider that the suffering of this present time, sufferings of this present time, are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, 
groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what you can see? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Our hymn of fellowship is number 395. Let's stand and sing. children. You please be seated. Miss Allie's down here waiting on you.
Good morning. Good morning. I think they're ready for today's message. I know. Do you all ever get scared? Yep. No, you never get scared of anything? No, there's not anything. One thing. Spiders. Yeah. Spiders can be pretty scary. Sometimes, I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. Sometimes, I get scared of the dark. I do at night when I'm home in my apartment by myself, and I hear these weird little bumps that over here, and then I'll hear something over here, and i got to grab my little flashlight. And I turn it on, and get down under the covers, and I peek out, and I want to go look at the, you know, go over and turn the big light on to light up the whole room so I can see what's making the little bump over here. But I'm too scared to get out of bed. So I get my little flashlight, and I shine it over here, and by the time the light gets over to here, there's another bump over here. And I can't move the flashlight back and forth fast enough because it's just this little itty-bitty light. Do you ever feel that way about, like, spiders or maybe going to new school that you're just one person and you get comfortable in this one little area, but there's a whole big area that you want to be able to go out in? Well, God's light is kind of, God's love is kind of like that big light. The big light that's in the ceiling or on the dresser that lights up the whole room. We can always trust that God's there with us. And he'll get rid of all the bumps in the night. He'll protect us from the spiders. Or getting on the school bus on that first day of school, going to a new classroom. Or whatever we're afraid of. I don't know what all of y'all are afraid of. I just know what I'm afraid of and what I was afraid of when I was your age. I'm scared of a lot of things. You're scared of a lot of things? I'm scared that my brother. Yep. Well, when, when those monsters are out and are getting in your closet and you're scared of them, you try to flash the, shine a little flashlight, remember that God's there to protect you. And his, you don't have a flashlight? You might have to fix that. Yeah. So oh, she does. Well, she'll help protect you too. But we have these little flashlights that'll shine a little bit of light. But God's love lights up everything. And all we have to do is trust that God's with us and God loves us. So I'm going to give you each one of these flashlights to help you remember. God is a much bigger light. Okay. Thank you.
please join me in prayer. Our most loving Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you for the many, many things that you have done for each of us, for the beautiful sunshine and the love that you share with us. We ask that you bless these gifts that are being given to you today from the, love, from the people that love you. They're, giving, they're given to you because we do love you. We ask you to bless the people making decisions on how these offerings are spent, that they may be spent to help glorify your kingdom and to spread your word. We ask your blessings on all the people serving here, giving their gifts of time and talent. All these things we ask in thy name. Amen.
Good morning. I'm Joy Powell Hope, and this morning we have a trio, not a duet. We're adding a new generation singing with us. My daughter Melissa, along with Daryl and I, and we're singing a medley of two hymns, Kneel at the Cross, and now I belong to Jesus. And many thanks to the fabulous Jika Crafton for accompanying for us.
Thank you, Powells. What great talent you have, and we thank you for sharing that with us. And I'm glad to see it going from one generation to the next. Glad to see that. And before I get started today, I would be remiss if I did not recognize a familiar face that we haven't seen for a while. Welcome back, Vince. We're glad you're here. You... You've been through quite an ordeal, and uh, we take it as a great sign that you're back with us today. Welcome. I heard about um, an iron worker on a skyscraper calmly walking along a narrow beam, 15 stories up up in the sky there. And even with the heavy winds blowing and the driving rain falling, he showed no fear whatsoever, never even hesitated as he walked along that beam. And so when he came down to the ground, a man who had been watching him asked the iron worker, how did you ever get a job like that? And the iron worker replied, well, I used to, be a, I used to drive a school bus, but then my nerves got the best of me. <laughs> I guess we all have our breaking points, don't we? I mean, walking a narrow beam 15 floors up in the air is one thing, but Driving a bus full of noisy school children is quite another thing altogether. Stephen King is known as a writer of scary stories. Novels like Carrie and The Shining and Pet Cemetery and things like this. And, and in an interview recently, King talked about his daily writing routine. He said that he only writes in the morning. So the interviewer asked him whether he ever wrote anything at night, to which King replied, Are you kidding? Not with the stuff I write. (laughs) And he was kidding, of course. But but there's something about the night that gives us all a bit of the heebie-jeebies, doesn't it? Allie was right a little while ago. It gives us the heebie-jeebies and... Makes us a little bit frightened sometimes. It reminds me of a, a young woman who was waiting for a bus at the, in a bad area of town one evening, late one evening there. And a young rookie cop came up to her and asked, would you like for me to wait with you? And she replied, no, thank you. It's not necessary. I'm not, I'm not scared. To which he responded with a nervous grin on his face. Well, then, would you mind waiting with me? (laughs) I guess there are some conditions that might even make a police officer a little apprehensive. Well, our theme for today is fear. Max Lucado, in his book titled Applause from Heaven, tells a story about the time when his three-year-old daughter, Andrea, woke up in the middle of the night. He says he tried to ignore her and go back to sleep, but this was not in her game plan at all. He opened one eye and saw that Andrea was at the edge of his bed, only a few inches from his face. And she said, Daddy, I'm scared. He opened the other eye and saw that it was 1 o'clock in the morning. What's wrong, Andrea, he asked. And she said, I need a flashlight in my womb. You need a what, she asked. I need a flashlight in my womb. Well, now he was wide awake. And so he said, why do you need a flashlight 
in your room, he asked. And she said, because it's dark. And so Lucado told her that there was a night light on, but, and there was the, the hall light was on. But Daddy, she said, what if I open my eyes and can't see anything? And he wondered what in the world she was talking about. And then his wife explained that there had been a power outage around midnight. And Andrea had apparently awakened in the dark. And there was no nightlight. There was no hall light on. And she had opened her eyes. She couldn't see a thing. Just darkness. She had apparently stayed in her room frightened all of that time until the lights came back on. And she could make her way to her daddy. So Lucado understood what was going on, and he did what any loving father would do. He picked Andrea up. He got a flashlight out of the utility room. He carried her back to her bed while all the, all the while reassuring her that mom and dad would always be there for her. So here's the question for you today. Have you ever been afraid? As a child? As an adult? Have you ever been afraid? The Apostle Paul writes in our lesson from Romans, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption as a child of God. And by God we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We all know what it's like to be afraid sometimes, don't we? We all know what it's like to be afraid. Fear is a universal phenomenon. Each one of us may be afraid of different things, but all of us know what it's like to be afraid. Wayne Gray told a a story in Reader's Digest a while back. He says he was visiting his local police station one evening. He was there to, to pay a parking ticket. And while he was standing in line, he noticed that there was an elderly woman just ahead of him who was just trembling all over. And he thought about doing something, but he said, I'll just leave it to the police to help her. He went on and paid his fine, and then as he was about to leave, he saw that same woman sitting on a bench, absorbed in a book. And so finally he asked, what's the trouble? Is there anything I can do for you? And she said, no, no thank you. You see, I was just sitting at home all alone reading this mystery novel, and I got so scared that I came down here to finish it under police protection. (laughs) I wonder if she was reading Stephen King. And we joke about it, but we've all been afraid at some time in our lives, haven't we? And different stages of our life brings different kinds of fear. You remember Jonathan Winters? Jonathan Winters, is, uh, he, he was a comic genius who influenced many other comedians, passed away last year. But there's a passage in a book that he wrote, the The name of the book was called uh, Winter's Tales. And there's a passage in this book in which he assumes the voice of a child. What What are you frightened of, Johnny? And he says, I'm frightened of that cloud 
that's over Russia. I think that was back during Chernobyl. I'm scared of war between Libya and us. I'm really scared of Chubby Davis, that bully that beats me up and lives two doors down the street from us. I'm afraid I'm not going to pass into the next grade come June. I'm frightened of lightning. Last summer, lightning hit the big pine tree in our front yard, and Grandpa said it was more than 200 years old. I'm afraid of Mrs. Pavlik's pit bull. Pit bull. He bit, me, he bit my hand when I reached through the fence to get my baseball. I'm frightened that mom and dad will die someday and I'll be all alone. I'm scared to put my newspaper money in the bank because it got robbed a couple of weeks ago. But there's one final thing Johnny is frightened of. You know what really frightens me the most, he said? Mom and dad. Because they drink every night, and even though they never beat me, they're always saying they never should have had me. Sad memories of a one very frightened little child. And we all know what it's like to be afraid. And some of us handle our fears in different ways. Some of us confront our fears head on in order to free ourselves from them. You remember the name G. Gordon Liddy? You remember that name? Liddy was a unique individual, is a unique individual. He came to national attention during the infamous Watergate scandal. He's still around. Sometimes you see him on certain news programs. But Liddy is one person who confronts his fears. He says that when he was a boy, he was upset that he was afraid of rats. And so he caught some cooked them, and ate them. I'm not making this up, folks. (laughs) He also said that as a child he was afraid of lightning, and so he strapped himself to the top of a large tree during a thunderstorm and stayed there until the storm passed. I guess that's one way to deal with your fears, confront them. While other people live in denial of their fears. Richard Jeske Uh, tells about visiting a friend who lived in New York City several years ago. And this friend was eager to sing the praises of New York City, a wonderful city. New York has everything, he said. It's the greatest city in the world. And so Jeske asked him, "What, what do you like the best about it? And his friend said, freedom. Freedom. Freedom to be yourself. Freedom to choose the lifestyle that you want. Freedom to... No one looking over your shoulder. Freedom to eat what you want. Freedom to dress the way you like. Freedom to think what you want to think. Freedom. And so Jeske was pretty impressed by this. However, after this New York friend said all of this about being free, he closed the door of his apartment, he locked the latch, he turned the deadbolt, he inserted the chain, and he switched on the electronic alarm. And then he warned Jeske... Whatever you do, don't open that door without switching off the alarm or all hell will break loose and the cops will come and they will shoot you dead. (laughs) And he was serious. Maybe his friend was in just a little bit of denial about the joys of living in New York City. Some of us handle our fears in different ways. Some people force themselves to face up to them while others live in denial. 
But folks, let me tell you something. The best thing that you can do with fear is to turn it over to God. Paul writes, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. In other words, it is never God's will for God's children to live in fear. In fact, one of the reasons that Christ came to this world was so that we would no longer be afraid. Paul writes, the spirit you received brought brought about your adoption as a child of God. And by God we cry, Abba, Father. In other words, like Max Lucado's daughter, when we are afraid, we have a daddy that we can turn to. And that's really what the word Abba means. It, It means daddy. It's a very informal, intimate word. Bible scholar Don Guthrie says about the word Abba, he said it's a, it's a unique form that finds no parallel either in the Old Testament or Judaism as an address to God. It is used by Jesus and conveys a sense of intimacy and familiarity which introduced an entirely new factor in our approach to God. You see, my friends, Humanity has always had its fears, but faith helps us to deal with those fears. However, in in many of the world's religions, the fear of God has added an additional burden. You see, many ancient rituals, and some today, I suppose, were designed with one objective in mind, and that is to appease an angry God. But look at what Jesus did here. He turned that kind of fate upside down. You see, Jesus revealed a God that, who was approachable and caring, not a God that needed to be appeased. Jesus revealed a God to be loved because God loves us. God is our Abba, our Daddy. And we are God's children and and heirs to every good thing that the Creator has in store for us. So is there some deep fear that you have this morning? Maybe a fear of aging or fear of death, fear of being all alone, fear of failure or rejection. Fears are all over the place and all of us have something to be afraid of. But there is one thing that should weigh on our hearts no longer. You see, we have no need to fear God. And with God on our side, we have no need to fear anything else. Some of you may have seen the movie a while back called The Bear. It's a cute little movie about a bear cub whose mother had died, and so he was left to fend for himself, and an orphan bear cub like that's kind of like a, a walking buffet for predators. Uh, that, that, that's dangerous territory, folks. A little bear cub. 
So, of course, the camera immediately showed a hungry mountain lion stalking the cub. But one day, the orphan cub encountered a giant male bear. And this little cub just cowered at, at the sheer, sheer mass of this older bear. But the larger bear looked around and seemed to realize that the mother bear wasn't around anywhere. Kind of figured out what was going on. So he gave the little cub a a friendly nudge. And from that time on, the little bear trailed happily along after the larger one. It seems that the adoption papers were signed and sealed with that friendly little nudge. And so the camera followed along as Papa Bear showed the cub how to grub for worms, I mean for insects, and and how to, to catch fish and how to scratch his back on a tree. But one day the two bears became separated. And guess who showed up? That's right, the mountain lion. And so this mountain lion begins chasing the cub, and he chased him all the way down to the stream where the cub had learned how to fish He seemed to be trapped, and so what could this tiny little bear cub do against a powerful mountain lion? Well, the camera zoomed in on the cub. Nowhere to turn. Nothing else to do. No apparent alternative. He decided to do what he had seen Papa Bear do when he was threatened. He mimicked the posture of his adopted father, He stood on his hind legs. He bared his teeth. And then in exactly the same way he knew his father would have done, this cub let loose a mighty growl that should have reverberated all through the forest. But only a little bear cub squeak came out. Are you a little concerned about the bear cub right now? You a little concerned? Would you like to know what happened? Let's roll the video.
pretty cute, huh? Surprise ending. You just knew that this was the end for Little Bear. But all of a sudden, the camera shows us that just a few yards behind Little Bear, at full ferocious height, with his sharp teeth bared in a snarl, there stands Daddy Bear. And even though the cub couldn't see his father, his father stood guard, protecting him. I guess you could say that this little cub had power available to him much greater than anything that he could produce on his own. His father was watching over him. And folks, let me tell you something. Your heavenly father is watching over you. Regardless of what fear you may be facing, a scary medical prognosis, the offspring, uh, an offspring who is going down the wrong road, the daily anxieties of aging, the loss of a job, or whatever it may be, turn it over to God. Let your prayer be. Daddy, I'm afraid, but I know you're with me. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. Don't be afraid. God is with you. Amen. Let us sing together now a beautiful hymn, a hymn that's the favorite of many, many people over many, many generations, Amazing Grace. Let us sing all verses of this beautiful hymn that reminds us that God's grace is always with us.
May God's grace and mercy follow you wherever you go and whatever you do. May Jesus' teachings and redeeming love give you a disciplined, holy life. May the Holy Spirit's presence give you joy in serving others and in being a light in this world's darkness. Go in peace, knowing that God walks with you every step. Amen.